Feeling good tonight. Billy Morris here. Oh yeah, baby. Welcome to the Smoke and Talk and Roll video podcast every Tuesday here at Audio Bay Studios. Hey now. <laughs> Going to be a little solo tonight. Todd Chason is busy cooking up those delicious smoke and rock and roll Christmas dinners that y'all put your orders in for. If you didn't put your orders in, it's too late. So, welcome to the show. Feeling good. It's Christmas time, Christmas season. We're going to be taking some phone calls. Please call the show if you want. Um, I just spent the early evening at the mall getting Christmas pictures, Santa pictures with my boys. And then picking out our annual Christmas tree decorations. We get them like what the boys are into every year. So the mall traffic, the mall craziness, the kids driving us insane. I don't know how I got through it, but I did. I sped back here. We ate some mall food. I'm covered in onions right now. I had to wash my hands. Nothing like smoking rock and roll food. But... um. But we ate it, you know, you're at the mall. Smoking rock and roll is live. Yeah, it is. Hey, leave us some message messages on Facebook and I'll talk about it. Like I said, Todd Chase on is not here tonight, but um, I'm going to man the microphone tonight. I got a, a special guest coming in a little later on. He'll be a surprise. But a little later on in the show, in about 15 minutes, we have Pete Evick, lead guitar player for Brett Michaels of Poison, longtime friend of mine. And uh, we have a lot in common, so we're gonna we're gonna talk for about 20 minutes or so about, you know, the different uh, you know common things that him and I share, being with different lead singers and different original bands and touring all over. But we share the same path. Let's put it that way. So um, Billy Morris here, smoke and talk and roll. Christmas time. You guys look, getting ready for some Christmas? Is everybody um, excited for Christmas? Got to put up with the family. You got to wrap presents. I always used to be a last-minute Christmas shopper. I would, um, you know, day before Christmas Eve, start my shopping. I'm done right now. Um, I um, and it's a, it's easy when you're when you do your uh, your Christmas shopping in in bed on Amazon. Um, you can get your Christmas shopping done. So you know, hold on. I'll, I'll introduce the guy. I'm producing the show. Okay, just hold tight. Give me five minutes here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta do our thing here. But um, all my Christmas shopping's done. What about you guys out there in Facebook land? Whose who's Christmas shopping isn't done yet? Because if it isn't done, if it isn't done, you know, you gotta hit the mall. It's a little late for, um, it's a little late for Amazon. Maybe not. I don't know. But also, we're going to deal with this weather front coming in. And that's something that always aggravates me is when the weather people, they came up with some sort of stupid. Um, that's me. I know why, too. They come up with the stupid terms now. You know, now it just can't be, hey, we're going to have a snowstorm this week. It's got to be, oh, temperatures to minus 
degrees, the wind chill factor. It's it's 32, but it feels like minus 8. And watch out, this weekend is a polar vortex and a winter blah, 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 blah. <coughs> crazy. And that's going to affect our show. So I got a big show coming up this week, and which leads me to my first special guest tonight. His name is Brad Slit. We're going to get up on the microphone. Brad, come on down, buddy. The applause is going now. When you put your headphones on, you'll see it. Brad Slit of the band Priscilla and Billy Morris of the Billy Morris Kid Wicked fame will be sharing the stage this week at Slim and Chubby's. Thanks for coming down, Brad. You're welcome, Billy. Where's Todd? Todd's uh, a little busy with some smoke and rock and roll that business. Son of a bitch. You know? So were you just talking about the snow that everyone's talking about? Yeah, you know, it's like Dude, even it, even the guys in your band is like, oh, well, are we gonna cancel the show because right? there's big giant snowstorms? So here, if you're not from Ohio, the way that Brad and I are, here's how it is. We're on the west side, the show's on the west side, but all the snow gets dumped on the far east side, Painesville, Chardon. Ashtabula, that whole area is like more in line with Lake Erie. So when they get they get um, forecast for like a foot of snow, they cover the whole Northeast Ohio area. Oh, you're going to get blanketed with a foot of snow. And uh, as a kid, you look forward to it. You wake up in the morning, a dusting. But the thing that sucks, it's going to suck for us, is that people are going to get scared to, to make plans to come out to our show Friday night because they think we're going to get dumped down with snow, and it always happens that way. Don't leave the house if you don't have to. Polar vortex, Arctic plunge, wind chills, dangerous frostbite, and it never is that way on the west side. So just to let you know, this Friday night, doors open around 6 o'clock. It's a night before Christmas Eve rock concert. Right. They don't. Nobody uses the term rock concert anymore. But they should, right? They should. They should. I know, right, concert. dude? It's all like it's club show because everyone's. I don't want to say degraded it. People are doing what they're doing, but it's all copy band stuff. It's like not really a concert when everyone's playing copy tunes. That's true. Playing Journey, uh, whatever, Foreigner, yeah. whatever. Not putting Rick it down. Springfield. Rick Springfield. I get it. No and hatred a, towards that. Right, right. There's but a place for that. There's people right. to do that. But what we're doing. The last Friday shows, night. all these shows we've done, they've been concerts, man. Concerts. These people are losing their minds, and it's cool as shit yeah. to so see that. We man. bring in a large sound system, big light show. We do it the right way. We've got five bands this week. Opening up the night at 7 p.m. will be Voltan, right? Right? Yeah, Voltan. Voltan. Yeah. Voltan, yeah, the vulture dude from Flash Gordon. Right on. Yeah. And then the second band is a good friend of mine, Dan. Uh, their band's name's Drenaline. And Do I have to have this turned down? Hmm. My phone turned down? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a call. Just send it. Yo, who's calling on the Smoke and Talk and Roll hotline? Oh, I know what to do. I have to do this every time. Hey, man, who's calling on the Smoke and Talk and Roll hotline? Yeah, Pete. Come on, Pete. Talk. Hey. Hey, it went dead on me. I'm there, sorry. That's you on you. So, hey, Pete, what's going on, buddy? Oh, no much. Just wanted to give you a call. Hey, what's up, Brad? What's going on, bro? Just How you doing? To, hey, good, man, good. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you think of this, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, you know, they induct 
Lionel Richie, Eminem, but no Ted Nugent, no Peter Frampton. Tell me that they have no Eminem Billy in Morris. There. Tell me they have Eminem in there before Ted Nugent. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Yes. Well, tell and me they have. Tell me they have Dolly Parton in there before Ted Nugent. Yes. And and Ted there's Nugent a long list the of bands. Kids. There's a long list of bands that I feel need to be in. And the top of my list would be the band Boston. The first two records, right. you know, Boston. And the technology that Tom Schultz brought to those records, those records sound amazing. One of my the favorite albums amazing. of all time. Actually, two. You know, you know and and back what and the Boston one. records do for me is I can put that on with headphones and close my eyes and go back to my youth. Absolutely. Right? Dude. And that's what I mean, good music you does. You heard that every day, all day, when we were growing up, yeah. our era, man. And I it hear was, that. It was, yeah. It's just beautiful. It's great. And it doesn't get old. Sorry, Pete. Sorry to cut you off, man. But it just doesn't get old. No, it's okay. So my opinion on the Rock Hall. And Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton's on yeah. the Rock Hall? Well, that just goes no, to show you Frampton how much I pay attention. Come on. Peter Frampton's not in the Rock Hall? No. no. <sighs> well, you know what You know what it is? It's a bunch of people that aren't musicians that don't really know the art. And it re- it kind of uh, is a parallel to a thing that I saw one time where uh, Rolling Stone had a, had a like, top 100 guitar players of all time. And I think they put Kurt Hammett higher on the rankings than Eddie Van Halen. Really? Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, come on. You know, it's the people out there that they grab a pen, so they're going to write about rock and roll, and all of a sudden they're an expert. They get put on the panel for the rock hall, all of a sudden they're an expert. And it's, it's, maybe it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of opinions, because it was their opinion to put Eminem in before Peter Frampton, to put Dolly Parton in before Ted Nugent. You know? I wonder if there's any payola that goes into that. There's got to you know be. I mean? that, right, there's got to be. be. Got I, I didn't oh, know sure. that about about Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I mean, sure. come on, dude. Like, there's Hendrix, there's Van Halen, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Jimmy Page. There's, yeah. there's greats, but Eddie, come on, man. Right. Eddie would be, for me, number one. Now, I know that Hendrix was before him with the distortion and the whammy bar and the dive bombs and all the tricks and stuff. And a lot of people have Eric Clapton, but like, it's an opinion-based thing. No one's and, better, and, no one's absolutely. worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Music. Music is, Music is an opinion-based thing, man. So, it's like, I can't knock, you know, when you're a kid, you're growing up, People say, you know, it's all these these factions of different, you know, gangs of like thrash or hair metal or this or that. Music's music. You can't persuade people to like a certain thing. You and we have that problem. Because Absolutely, we're, we we're, do. We're uh, more from the, I would have to say, the glam rock hair metal style. Some of the other rock bands locally don't care for us so much now, do they? They do not, man. I told you when uh, when Bill Peters put us on as headliners of the JCU Christmas show three years ago. Uh, for his annual Christmas charity ball, he was getting hate mail, hate email, people calling in saying, "You know what the f you doing?" We bring Bill? it, and like Bill didn't expect that. Yeah. We do bring it. We bring oh, we it. rock, dude. Speaking I mean, of bringing like, it, Pete, you coming Friday night? Yes, sir. I'm All off right. work. I'll be there. All right, Pete, we got to let you go. We got a yep. special guest calling in in a All second, right, but Pete, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for calling every week and. Uh, make sure you say hi to me I on love Friday show, night. I'm buying you a drink at Slim and Chubby's. All right? You got it, man. Rock you on, Pete. It. Don't be Take afraid care, of guys. snow. It's Talk Cleveland, you. man. You know that. Hi, Pete. See you, man. <laughs> right, right. Bye. All right, man. He calls every week. He's a cool dude. I'm glad that he's a, a friend of the show. So... Uh, before um, our first guest calls in, let's talk about the show. So we got Adrenaline going on second. 
Then we have Shane Vane and the Village Vandals. Right, huh? I have to be careful. I want to say the Village <laughs> Vampires, but no, the Village Vandals. Village Vandals. They're going to be doing some shock cinema tunes. Yeah. Uh, like, that's kind of how they got, because they were going to be on the show with us at the Mercury two, three months ago, whenever we did that. We wanted to get shock cinema on that, but it just didn't work out. But And we hit them up for this show. And, and they said, we'll do it, but we won't be Shock Cinema. We have to be Shane. Because, right. But that's their band now. Right. Yeah, I yeah, understand yeah. that. That's and cool. It, it's uh, Shane, Corey Roddick, and... Uh, I, remember, mm, uh, I remember Shane and Corey Roddick coming up through the Red Eye ranks. Or Shane Vane was super glam rock with Bad Madam or Johnny Jail or something. Or, yeah. Oh, um, um, Andy Kane, maybe. I he came up, man. He was a yeah, good-looking yeah. little kid, man, with long, straight, blonde hair and... <laughs> Someone was just saying that to me. He kind of looked like you, kind of. Like I said, good looking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So they're going to go right in the middle. How'd they get that time slot? You tell me. Then up next after Shane Vane and the Village Vandals will be the mighty Priscilla Priscilla. featuring Brad Slit here. Now, we got something cool to add. If you're a Priscilla fan over the years, the band's been around a couple years. You've got uh, one of the <laughs> yeah. original members coming back for this show, two, huh? Two original two. members. Jeff Mash and Tom Fritchin. Tom Fritchin! Original drummer and original guitarist. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a while. It's been 30 years since I played with Jeff. Tom Tom and I played together. I mean, we he's been in different formations of the band. He played with me at the show three years ago. Didn't play these last shows, all the last three gigs that I did. But he's coming back for this show, and uh, cool. he's now going to be in the band. And then after Priscilla, uh, right away, the Billy Morris and the Sunset Strip band will be going up. We'll be playing a bunch of my old originals alongside some new originals and some Warrant songs. And we'll have a little All-Star Jam. We have a, another local legend coming out, a guy named Snake Rock. He'll Snake be coming Rock. out to jam with us, so any Snake Rock fans. Also, I would like, look at Shane Vane's calling. <laughs> there you go. Shane. Speak of the devil, and there he is. And there's Sammy T, too. The, the lines right. are blown up. Shane, you there? <laughs> yeah, Shane, what's up, Billy brother? the Kid Morris? Hey, man. You know hey, what? how's it going, guys? Shane, we got to talk to you for, like, not even a minute because uh, Pete Epic's calling, but we want to thank you for calling. That's Sammy T calling, and that's call waiting on Zoom, beeping like that. So I got to end that. And here comes Pete. All right. Oh, my. You guys, I got to let you go because Pete Epic's on the other line. We're going to do that. Shane, if you're still listening, call back after the interview. Yeah, call back, brother. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'll call when you wrap it up with that with uh, Pete. You got it. All right. All right. Here we go. Did Did you guys get that? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, are we on? Cool. Okay. Billy? Okay. Pete! Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I got reverb on this, reverb on Okay, so I think my phone has to be out of here. No, well, it's it's my it's my phone. Henry. Yes. My phone is on the screen right now doing this. So it's connected to my phone. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Pete, we're figuring out Pete, these technical difficulties. Oh, this is terrible. Pete! All right, hold on. 
All right, now I can turn it up. Hello. Hello, Pete. I'm here. We got you, man. How are you, Billy? I'm doing good, man. Pete Evick. <laughs> Some applause are going on right now. All right, Pete, uh, I would like to introduce you to my very good friend, Brad Slitt. What's up, brother? How he's, you doing, buddy? He's honored to be here today. He's a local legend from uh, Cleveland, you know, grizzly old veteran rocker like myself and, and like yourself as well, right? Veterans now, is that what Veterans, we Veterans, yeah. <laughs> I so, love it, um, I love it. Man, thanks for calling in, man. Um, so Pete Evick, y'all know him um, as Brett Michaels' guitarist. Awesome to get that gig. And like I said, we have a lot of parallels. You got to play with Greg, uh, Brett. I got to play with Janie Lane. And it's That's a cool right, thing man. for both of us, Great, right? Greatest Greatest lyricist of the genre. I, I want to agree with you right there. So, um, but I didn't want to do the normal interview with you, Pete. Um, that people all ask, "Oh, what's it like being with Brad? Well, how's it like on the road?" <laughs> I want to get to know the the local Pete Evick. I want to know. I want to talk to everybody about your band coming up, coming through Cleveland, playing the Hi Fi Club. I want to get to know That's what. Right. You, I know you have a business at home. I um, I want to ask you a few questions about your lifestyle and, and what you're into and stuff. So um, do you ever get any interviews like that at all? I, you know, I've done a lot of different things, fortunately, but uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I've never been done anything with you, Billy Moore. So it's going to be unique just because it's you and me. Buddy. All right, Brad, feel free to bounce in anytime. I'll ask the first question. So, okay. uh, <laughs> Just like me, you know, like you go out on the road with these rockers and you, you have a life at home, you have a family at home, you have a business at home. Let's, uh, let's let everybody know what your business, your homegrown business is, your candle company back home. Right. Yeah, so uh, I, I uh, am one of the owners and the founder of Shining Soul Candle Company, actually. Uh, uh, over the years, I've grown it into, started it as an online business uh, making it sounds so weird, but I talk about it sometimes. Make that candle sounds weird, but you know, Skid Row guys have made soap, the Warrant guys have made soap. Everyone's done all kinds of different things, but uh, uh, I grew it from an online business into we have three retail stores in three different states now. I have a, a store in Myrtle Beach, a store in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and a store in my hometown of Manassas, Virginia. And we have a manufacturing warehouse in Manassas where uh, we distribute to about 200 different retailers across the country. Uh, it's it's just something I grew and you know you you know Billy it, when you're honest and passionate about something it finds a way if you're not faking it it finds a way and I got really really into it it was the first thing um, you know we all I think we all remember Rock of Love right yep <laughs> and by season three of Rock of Love everyone associated with what we were doing we were out on the road nine months ten months out of time. Uh, you know, playing on Thanksgiving Day, playing on Christmas. Uh, and by the time the season three of Rock Love was over, I came home and it was the first time in my entire life. And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. My first time in my entire life, my entire life, that I didn't want to play the guitar. Right. It was, have you ever gone through that? Well, yeah. Um, sometimes playing like two weeks worth of cover gigs at home, hauling PA and da-da-da-da, and then... Hey, we got to get in the studio and write some songs. Like, I'm not touching that guitar. And, and yeah, for you, touching. probably for like almost a whole year on the road. Yeah, put that thing away, right? Yeah. And I'd never experienced that before because before I was in Brett's band, I was a seven night a week cover band guy. I've always been that guy. And, and I never felt the burnout that I felt during the Rock of Love stuff with the cameras in our face all the time. And life was just different. And I came home and I was burnt. And I didn't, for the first of my life, I just wanted quiet. And, uh, 
I lit a candle one night and I and I just kept staring at it going, I've never had a hobby. I don't play any sports. I don't do anything but play guitar. There was there was never there was never anything else. And uh, for some reason, my brain just went, I wonder if I can make a candle. And like three days had gone by and I hadn't showered or done anything coming off the road. I was just crashed my house, all, you know, and uh, I went into the hobby store. And I remember walking to the hobby store looking like death. You know what it looks like. Oh, yeah. A few, you know, and uh, I just remember all these mothers buying things for their kids for school projects. And they thought like I was like an alien Bigfoot walking through the store. You could just sense the what is this guy doing in our little hobby store and uh i asked a woman if they had candle supplies and they pointed it was like a sci-fi movie the way they pointed at me like i was an alien walking through the store and they pointed it in my direction i went and bought this kit and i went home and and uh i became obsessed with a lot of things for instance you know uh be it touring in bands like we tour you you're in the midwest a lot right mm-hmm. so, I, I guess you it's really interesting where you're from. Do you consider you the Midwest? They do consider it the Midwest, but I don't know. What are we, what are we, this is We've the Midwest? We've always been the Midwest. We've always been the That's Midwest. They call yeah. Us, yeah. Me, you guys, like, I still feel like you guys should be the East Coast. I feel the same way, because hmm. Midwest would be more like Nebraska. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but I guess we're the outskirts was, of it. <laughs> right, right. So my point was, I'd gotten to know so many people in the Midwest and become friends with so many people in the Midwest that were farmers. And I was always um, intrigued by, you know, like lot like Farm Aid and Mellencamp and all the stuff that you hear all the hardship and terrible thing about how hard it is to be an American farmer. And then, so let me move forward. The wax that's used to make these candles is made from soybeans that's grown in Indiana and Illinois and Missouri. And uh, all of a sudden I realized if I'm starting this business and I'm, you know, if I sell 10 candles somewhere along the line, I've helped one of these farmers, the American farmer. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably source those through some of the people you meet out on the road like that. Right. And so because of that, I got real invested in the whole thing. I got I, I was always into candles. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know why, but I just was. And then realizing that I could help the American farmers. And I also was using a wax that's eco-friendly. And I, it just there was a lot of good to it. And I wanted to teach my kids some entrepreneurism skills because they it was clear early on that they were going to be like me and not go the normal route and go to college or do things like that. So I started this online business and it grew to what it is today. That's huge. So I teach um, my kids how to make candles. Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta put an kids. order in though. We gotta put an order I'll in for. For a, I will send you your first stuff free. I'll send you guys a sample kit and game. Well, I, I want to do. I want to do a custom candle. All right, the smoke and rock and roll hickory or mesquite smelling candle. <laughs> Smell you like, could do uh, that. Kielbasi. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> Why not? You know, right? you know, first of all, I've done <laughs> kiss licensing. I've I've licensed Def Leppard, Aerosmith. I do a Twisted Sister candle. I do a Warrant candle. I've done a Debbie Gibson candle. I've done a Striper candle. I've done custom licensed candles for all these different people. Billy, if you're serious about it. Oh, we're going to do it because this is the year we're going to start out, you know, doing some barbecue sauces. Um, yeah. Last week we had Tim the Ripper Owens on, and he used to oh, own cool. a, a wing restaurant, Ripper Owens yeah. Tap House. And a couple of years ago I said, hey, man, I want to put some of your barbecue sauce on. He goes, oh, I got somebody working on that. Well, you know how that is. It never happened. Now he's That's like, right. you make it happen, we'll make it happen. So let's talk about that down the road. We'll do a smoke and rock and roll hickory or mesquite flavored candle. I'm in. Flavored? I'm ready. Or scented. Scented. Yeah. Or you can eat it. Yeah. I think I ate candles when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> I remember being at a candle shop once and 
they literally had like a two by four smelling candle. There's some I, I really you do have that. Well, I've been requested over. This is my tenth year doing this now. Believe it or not, that shows you how old Rock of Love is. Just to give you a, a, how the time has gone yeah. by. But um, uh, we've had some incredible requests. I've done um, I've done black powder candles. I've done race racing fuel candles. I've done uh, plywood and two by four. People request some in interesting things. So. I have a candle that somebody bought me. Um, if you're familiar with two-stroke racing fuel and oil, there's a company called Klotz, K-L-O-T-Z. And they got me a candle, man. It smells like you just started a really? dirt bike up. Wow. One of the best smells. That crazy. takes me back to my youth, too. That's you crazy. Know? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done a pot-scented candle, Pete? Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, <laughs> I could actually, see that. Uh, we we, we do cool. it every April. We do. We only come out with it April on April. Fools. We sell it on the one day, yeah. four twenty, and uh, everyone goes crazy. And then, we, yeah, yeah, we have it. it and uh, there's several different fragrance providers that make uh, the candle or make that fragrance, and they're all slightly different. And we probably went through twenty, twenty-five different versions of it before we got something that we thought was right. Right on, right on. So something that you can, um, you know, live live through, fall back on when the music career slows down, if it ever does doesn't seem like it's going to anytime soon though huh um we're doing a lot of things i mean i'm sure you've heard the announcement of the party girl tour this year i saw so that yeah we're, we're uh at brett is a solo artist we're headlining the sheds uh started out with 12 of them live nation night ranger opening up for us and then jefferson airplane and then actually within our set uh mark mcgrath from sugar ray is going to come out and play with us and Steve Azuri, uh, former singer of Journey, is going to come out and play some songs with us. Nice. Uh, going to be doing Don't Stop Believing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. We're doing Don't yeah. Stop Believing Faithfully, uh, um, Separate Ways, and uh, Stone in Love. Sweet, sweet. So, okay, like let's... the last tune. You only like the last tune? Only the last <laughs> <laughs> I do like Journey. I do, man. I like, like, Will in the Sky, you know, like, uh, Anytime. Well, you know, tunes. the Journey Stone songs, the ones that we like are cool, but the ones that you have to play if you're in a cover band, you have to play Don't Stop Believing. You just have to. It's like almost the last song of the night. I don't understand. Like, I, I do, I mean, I get it. I see the progression of how things have gone and the fact, like you said, that everyone has to play it. And if you don't, the audiences are disappointed. But... You don't I, when I get dude, when I give my opinion, it's like out of there, you know. It's out of left field. That's why I was never a copy band guy. True, you know, he's it's always not stuck to his guns. He's always it's been an original, thing, original artist. I can't be a sheep. As a cover artist, have you ever? Do you cover Sweet Caroline? You ever do it? I, I've never done it. I've, I've never done it that either. at karaoke places okay. quite a few times. I've never done it, and I played this last year at a uh, island outside of Cleveland called Kelly's Island. You ever heard of it? It's like one of the. You have to take a ferry over to it. It's like a party I, island. I, I know Put-in-Bay. Put-in-Bay, same, same, right next to each other. This one's Kelly's Island, a little uh, older adult. Uh, Put-in-Bay's a little more party kids. But, I used uh, to, uh, before I was in Bread's fan, I used to play Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed's, yeah. Yep. Play behind yeah. the bar. Yep, yep, crazy. Yep. And then he had one on the island. Yeah, or on Port the Clinton. Port Clinton, yeah. yep. So we would play that and then go to the next one the next day. Or yeah, yeah. So I'm playing um, Kelly's Island at a bar outside and this lady comes up she's like oh excuse me can you play sweet caroline i'm like i'm sorry i don't know that she goes you don't i'm like no i don't i don't do that song she goes, well you suck <laughs> mm -hmm. so 
me being with the microphone, I'm like, I suck, and I think I came down and I felt bad afterwards, but no, I do not do Sweet Caroline. Okay, get that It's out a of the great way. song. It's Love a great Neil song. But Dude, you know what? When we were in Key West a few months back, George Chapman, we went on a, a boat tour thing, whatever, that he was playing on. And on the spot, I said, dude, do you know Shambhala by Three Dog Night? Yeah, One he of did my it. favorite songs. He did it, dude. And he's like, dude, he's like, I'm going to learn it right now. And he did it, and he sounded great. You know, he's like, I'm going to put that in my set. I'm going to learn it the it's right way. And do it. Three it's Dog Night's coming song. to the MGM. You, you guys played there. MGM in... in uh, yeah, yeah. The, you guys played there a you lot know, of times. You know, um, you mentioned Key West, and you were talking about someone saying you suck. <laughs> I, have, I have the funniest you suck cover band story that happened in Key West, actually. Perfect. There's a, not, not Sloppy Joe's, but there's a bar across the street from Sloppy Joe's on the Vol Street called Dirty Harry's. Have you ever been Heard there? Heard of it. I was just there. Couple months ago, so, yeah. So that's the that's the cover club that I used to play. I was the place was uh, jamming. Sloppy Joe's was the A club. I always had to go to Dirty Harry's, which was the B. You know, how it goes. oh yeah. Uh, um, if you, because I was playing rock stuff and and uh, dirt and Sloppy Joe's, you had to play a little more pop and stuff. Anyway, um, in Dirty Harry's, there's a rock club, a cigar bar, and a strip club, all within the same. I'm in facility. And uh, my drummer, Chuck, who's the drummer that's been with me for 36 years, the guy that played your club when I played your club, uh, he was in Brett's band with me for 10 years. Um, he went in the strip club and he met the stripper. And it was the, it was the time in, in history when Kid Rock's song, Only God Knows Why, was a giant hit. And this stripper would come out every night after she met Chuck because he played seven nights in a row. Oh, down yeah. there. They were and I used to love... I would do anything that would, you know, keep working. You got to keep working. Keep working. Find a that would give you seven nights in a row. You took it. And uh, I, she would come out every night and put $100 in our tip jar and ask for it. Only God knows why. And to be completely honest with you, I was very unprofessional about it. The song was so long. It had four verses that never changes. You know how this goes, Billy. And sometimes your brain can't just... If you're not overly passionate about a song, it's hard to get it to stick anyway, right? Yeah, you can't get so, the, get it in order, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I was never really good at the song, is my point. And she would go, you suck! And then she'd leave, right? Seven nights in a row. $100 in the fucking tip jar. You suck! And then she'd leave. And then her and Chuck would hang out during the day and I, whatever. Anyway, so the very last night, and I kept telling Chuck, I said, one night her boyfriend's going to show up. And this is going to go bad. Whatever you, I'm just, you know how it goes. Right? Oh, yeah. And literally, the very last night, she comes up and she puts $200 in the tip jar. And she goes, play God knows why. And right before we started, she gets, before I even got ready to start, you suck. All of a sudden, you, dude, you can ask Chuck, you can ask anyone who's there. All of a sudden, you just see this big bouncer-looking guy come out of nowhere and drag her out of it. Placed by her hair. She she put that two hundred dollars in. Didn't and the even get any of mad. it. Is this what you've been doing every night after your shift? And pulled her out of that fucking club. We got the money every night, but it was seven nights in a row. You suck. It was unbelievable. I love it. I love it. So, so when you get off the road with Brett, you do go back to playing out on your own a little bit too, right? Nonstop. 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 You know. You know. I think you know. Uh, we have a mutual good friend, uh, Chad Stewart from Faster Pussy. Yeah, Academy. I saw that. Yeah. Me, me, and Chad just spent. Uh, Every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the last three weeks, out on the road, just me and him doing an acoustic set. Uh, and then I play locally, 
Uh, I do acoustic shows. I, I've really enjoyed doing acoustic stuff the last last year. Um, and then my band Epic, the same band, that, the same exact band that played with, at your club yeah. Hi-Fi all those years ago, we still play. You ever make another road trip out to Cleveland? You got to join us for a, a rock concert. A rock concert. I, I would be glad to if you're inviting me, man. I I would give anything. To you're invited. Football. You're invited. You know what? It, it is cool because you know there's something about playing blossoms playing the the sheds and doing all that but then getting back on the smaller stages and clubs with the people right in your faces and and doing it the way that we used to do it as well there's some about that as well you know you know billy i i i'll tell you uh it, it's a it's a it's a dream to get the gig i got i mean absolutely uh, it's it's a fucking dream and uh, i remember for the first couple of years Dawkins would open for up for us all the time and Don would almost kind of haze me. And then one day he just gave me a big hug and he said, well, it's a couple of years later and you're still here. You're doing good, kid. You got a good gig. And um, and I'm forever grateful that I had the opportunity because I don't know if you and me have ever discussed, I played Poison songs in my high school talent show, right? Yeah. So, and and I, I was, even though I was a cover band of my own, I wasn't really one of those guys looking for other gigs. I always said that I would only, I would join, I would, I would, join Poison if the opportunity came, or I would join Van Halen if either Sammy or Ed quit, but who's, you know, that's never going to happen. I couldn't get either of those versions. Right on, but, yeah. But, but to play with Brett was unfor- the unfortunate thing, it, because a lot of people joke about it, that movie Rockstar is really my life. The, the, you know, even though it's kind of a corny movie, I ended up, maybe not in Poison, but for 20 years I've, sta- I've stood next to one of my childhood heroes, and let's be honest, the, even though it was supposed to be David Lee Roth, Brett is the—he's the king, frontman yeah. mm-hmm. of of our genre. In fact, one night Eddie Trunk was out seeing uh, my band play, and he goes, "Oh, Pete, I didn't—I didn't have any idea you're such a great frontman." And I said to Eddie, "I said I spent at that time it was 15 years. I said I've spent 15 years next to the greatest frontman on the planet. If I wasn't a good frontman by now." I sorely did something Dude, fucking wrong. It is so parallel about exactly what I talk about, you know? Because yeah, I'm sure. When Tell I me. when I saw Warrant, well, I knew Janie before Warrant. He was in Warrant, yeah. but before they were big. And I was introduced to him at a club in Kent called Filthy McNasties. Might be a little bit before your time. It was a, it was right. a, it was a metal club, and he was there. And my friend Jeff Hare said, you see that guy over there? He's going to be a rock star someday. So he introduced me. We became friends, and I watched Janie come up. And if you would have asked me back in the day, what band do you want to be in? I want to be in the band Warrant. I want to be in the band right. with Janie Lane. So, And then I stood next to Janie Lane, who was also right on the top level of front men for, for concerts and stuff. Right. And now, you know, he told me, and, and you know, because Brett lives by this as well, you know, everybody's coming to a party. Brett and Janie, they're the hosts of the party. They need to make the people feel good. So when I'm fronting a band, I'm Janie Lane Jr., man. I'm running this show. That's what it all is, man. It's it's running the party and making sure people are having a good time. You got to get up there and get people to lose their minds. And if everyone's losing their minds, everyone's having fun. Yeah. They're there to, like, let go for a night for a couple hours and have fun, man. And, like, get away from reality. Right. And And you got a front row education that no one else could ever get. And you and I did. That's why I said you and I are so parallel. On that. I stood yeah, right yeah. next to that guy for years. So my point to my story was I've gotten to do these amazing things with Brett. I, you know, because 
he, because of who he is and he's constantly reinventing himself. You know, I've played at the Playboy Mansion. I played in front of 125,000 people under the arch of the uh, St. Louis Arch. Uh, I've been to Iraq. I've played in Saddam Hussein's palace. I've done Jeez. all these amazing things, but I still, I'm, I still love it so much that I get just excited to go down to my corner bar with my acoustic guitar and sing all night. And I'll play four hours. I won't take any breaks. I just love it, and I'll go. I, I if it's in you, it's fucking in you, man. It's in you. I mean, it's in us. I mean, I, I got it in my genes. My father's a lifelong musician playing. He's 80 yeah, yeah, yeah. and still playing out to this day. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah. I've never known that. Yeah, he's... Uh, Eddie and the Edsels. Eddie he's and Eddie. the Edsels are a 50s, 60s, oldies band from Cleveland. And um, I'll tell you a story. His very first guitar was a 52 or 53 Les Paul Goldtop the first year it came out. And one year, yeah. when, I'm, when he's teaching me, I'm picking these Eddie Van Halen licks and stuff. I'm like, Dad... What, what guitar players did you copy the way I'm copying? He's like, there ain't no guitar yeah. players back then. I was copying sax licks, saxophone licks, you know? <laughs> right so, on, right on. You know, um, my dad played lead guitar on stage with B.B. King as a teenager. B.B. King brought him up on stage. He got to play. There was a local show in town. It was the regional version of American Bandstand called The Upbeat Show. And my dad yeah, yeah. was the house guitar player on The Upbeat Show. And all these famous bands would come through, and he'd back them up. And I was a little four-year-old kid running around the studio. It was, it was you know, yeah, right. I, I've come you up hung with out that. at the Upbeat Show? Yeah, yeah my dad was that. the house guitar player. Like yeah. When the Raspberries and everyone yeah. was there? Yeah. yeah, Don Webster. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I, and I yeah. always proud to say, other than, other than smoke and rock and roll, I've never really had a day job. I've always just supported myself right. since 14 years old. I've been playing out, making money. I'm working. You, Nick and you know, I saw, saw your dad, saw Eddie and Yetzel's at a carnival or something they were playing. He's like, and Nick goes, you know, that's Billy's dad. I go, no, get out of here, yeah. man. He goes, yeah, yeah he's the Eddie, whole family. Man. It's all brothers. It's called the, the Morris yeah. brothers. So, Oh, that's crazy. You know, I wanted to touch on something about Janie right. real quick. Is, you know, And I think that I opened up for you guys several times at a club called Jack's. In Jack's, J-A-X-X. I was on the way here. I was thinking about that. It was You did. It was at Jack's, yeah. Yeah, several times. In fact, if I remember correctly, at one point, I go so far back with the warrant thing. Wait, it, it, anyone ever asked, and I think I've told you before, I am probably as big a warrant fan as I am Van Halen, Bon Jovi, and Poison. Um, they're, they're always in my top five. And Brett actually, he'll make fun of me, not in a bad way, but right. anytime, we play, anytime we play with warrant, he knows that I'm on the side of the stage watching warrant yeah and he'll make one of my band or crew go get a picture of me and he always has pictures of me watching warrant fanboying yeah. on him but anyway uh my point is uh whether janie was in a club or i i saw them in the arenas before you played with them opening for motley crew on the dr feelgood tour or whatever mm -hmm. and whether janie was in, he had this amazing thing he made it in a, he, he could make a club feel like an arena and make an arena feel like a club. It was very unique. Yeah. You you felt it he he was such a it's a good analogy. Such a, such a, I like that. Yeah. He was a good a, he was a, a Jamie Hagar can do that too. Yeah. Hagar's good at Yeah. And, but, and Jane uh, was ultimate storyteller. And that came from his dad. His dad would tell him stories and that's how he got to write some of those lyrics. You listen you, you know all those warrant lyrics. There's some good lyrics on that one. stuff. Yeah. I know the will lyrics off of every word to belly to belly, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's how deep I fucking go with it. Yeah, I, I love I, it. <laughs> I um, I, and they don't play on any of those songs anymore, like Belly to Belly, and they 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 stick to the hits. 
I used to love Sad playing. Teresa is my favorite Warren song. I would love to do Which Sad one? Teresa. It's a great tune. Sad, Sad Teresa. Teresa. Off of Doggy Dog. Oh, what a great song. It is a great tune. Yeah. Doggy Dog, but it was something that they, it actually originated prior to the Dirty Rotten I think it was supposed to be on Cherry Pie. It didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. I always loved playing yeah. the song Angry Young Man. Hey, I am, I am. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, on the Belly to Belly record, that song, Letter to a Friend, I thought I'd let you know just before you go. What a great lyric. Oh, yeah. Whatever he's singing about. And the melody, and then and then what was the other song on that record that I fucking and I'll tell you a hilarious story about Belly to Belly if you don't mind. Um, but what was the song uh, Vertigo? It's a good tune. It's a man. real hit. Great tune. But so at the time that Belly to Belly came out, I had been signed. My band's uh, and my band, some odd reason, got signed to uh, Soul Three Records, which was founded by a guy named Richard Goddard. And if you know Richard was. Uh, partners with Seymour Steins and they founded Sire Records in the 80s and they produced Blondie and the Go-Go's but Richard goes way back in history he actually wrote My Boyfriend's Back and You're Gonna Be In Trouble oh, nice. and he wrote the song I Want Candy that became a huge hit right Richard's the coolest most eccentric guy in the world but he wasn't a he wasn't a metal guy he was a pop guy and he was part of that CBGB culture and that the Talking Heads culture but he liked my band and he signed my band and the first record was great. Second record, I couldn't write anything he liked. Every time I'd send him songs, he didn't like anything. And they used to always make fun of me for, you know, liking Poison and Warrant and Van Halen and all that stuff. Not make fun of me, right. but, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then one day I, I gave up. I fucking gave up. And I sent four or five songs off the Belly to Belly record and said they were my new songs. And I swear to God, he called me back and he goes, this is the best shit you've ever uh, fucking written. This is great. Yeah. And, and I went, that's Warrant, motherfucker. I swear on my life, I can get him on the phone and he can tell you that's a true story. That's today. huge. That's hey, huge. Enough with the F-bombs, Pete. <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. Uh, am I, do I need to... <laughs> I'm no, fucking kidding, man. No, he's fucking kidding you. <laughs> so, yeah. But I remember um, watching you play, Billy. I, I, remember, I remember seeing you play prior to me being in Brett's band and seeing you play in Warrant and, 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 and your band at, at Hi-Fi. And um, you're just such precision. You're such an um, amazing player. I, I just so, oh, thank I, you I, so I know much. I've told you this in years ago, but uh, you, you just made it always look so easy and cool. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be doing this with you and talking to you again, buddy. It's great. That's Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot because, you know, I... I sit back and watch you taking on the world man like you said you've played some really cool places and you're no end in sight and you know you're playing with the top front man from the from the 80s glam metal scene he's the top front man yeah, no, no end in sight hey hey but you're going to australia i am australia with tough and you know what i tell you, you what i really in, enjoy playing with with tough stevie rochelle He's an he's another party hoster right there, you know. He'll get out there and host that party like nobody else as well. So we're going out there. It's Stevie's gonna be a good great. time. Stevie like is um, I I consider Stevie a friend, a good friend. I speak to him a lot. I don't know if he tells you or has ever spoke to you, but we have a lot of conversations, and I I look up to him and respect him. He keeps his. He's so fucking honest about everything, and he's, there's no bullshit with him, and he's a pro. He's a fucking pro. Absolutely. On everything yeah. he does. You're right. And, 
from behind the scenes it, it, too. I mean, this Australian thing, he's got every base covered. He's texting us every day, post this, do this, go get this taken care of. Did you get this done? I need your passport. You're right. He's a pro. Yeah. He's killer. And I'm excited that for him that you guys are going down there. It seems like, have you ever been to Australia? Have you Never been yet? to Australia. None, none of us have. So it's going to be a, a, a eye opener for us. We're looking forward to it. I, I've only done it once. I was very fortunate when Poison and Motley Crue were touring together. The Poison guys don't like to go overseas. So normally when a tour goes overseas or out of the country, the solo band gets to go instead of Poison. And uh, when Poison was 10 years ago, when that first time Poison toured with Motley Crue, we went with them to Australia. And uh, it's it's stunning and beautiful country if you're into, if you're into the land and, and just seeing that kind of stuff. And the people are just the overwhelming welcome and and love for rock and roll it's a it's a wonderful experience man yeah, i'm so excited that you guys are going we're to looking do forward that. To that we're coming into town i guess it's their fourth of july style weekend that's our first show and i've already got a friend of mine i'm going to meet up with one of his friends after the show and he's going to take us around and show us some local cuisine and we're you know todd and i are foodies so we're looking forward to eating a lot of some australian cuisine yeah. and checking that out yeah yeah, tell me, man. I know that you, I I know it's your show, but I'm not the interviewer. But tell me about the food truck, man. I, I told you the other day. Uh, any of my friends can attest. I, as an adult, I'm more jealous of you and the food truck stuff. It, well, I, I dream of having a food well, truck. Well, let I me tell so you. All right, so um, Henry, how many more minutes we got? We um. Oh, we have to. Can we sign off and sign back on? We're running out of Zoom time. We're going to get disconnected get soon. But real quick, I'll tell you, same parallel when you decided you were into making the candles. One night I came home from a gig at my mom's house, and I'm smoking some food under the stars. I'm kind of like, I kind of like this smoking thing. Maybe I'll start a, a company called Smoke and Rock and Roll, where first I smoke for you, then I rock and roll for you. And yeah, yeah. there was a real thing was going to be, it was just going to be a party service. One time I came home from a gig to my mom's house. I smoked some pot. I thought I should smoke some pot and then smoke some more pot. Not me. <laughs> I did. But, uh, and that's, it started off with a trailer smoker. We were doing parties with trailer smoker and I'm a wheeler and dealer. Craigslist. I found an old Cleveland public library truck, $40,000 there to get a food truck. Bought another one, made another food truck, had to do dessert, have an ice cream trailer, had to get a commissary and a studio. So we're fully invested, man. It's a full-time job, man. It's, it's something. It's, but we, we have it passion for it. It's a good time. It, yeah. It looks great the way you put it on. What I see online just looks like it's the coolest time in the world, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to – we're checking out in like two minutes. I want to get you back on because there's so much more I wanted to talk to you about. But um, – we, we want to, I talked to Todd, we had to figure out your favorite style sandwich or meat or food, and we want to do a, a Pete Evick special this summer on the food truck. I'm a Jamaican jerk type of guy or Mexican stuff. All right, so, well, we're going to talk about that. So, if, is, there, is there one minute that I can tell you something very yeah, important? Yeah, well, let's go yeah. until they kick us off. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I want you to hear this 100% truth, is anytime that me and Brett have a, uh, whether we're joking or it's a heated moment where he's going to fire me or I'm going to quit. It's always, I will text him your number and I'll go, just fucking call Billy. Uh. Or, if, or if he's mad at me, he'll go, give me Billy's number. And that's our joke. I want you to know. I love that's that. Our... That means so much to me. That's huge, man. Well, yeah, it's always the other, just yesterday, me and him were talking about something. And I said, man, I'm um, something happened. And I said, uh, 
we were joking, no fight, but I was like, I don't, I'm going to quit this band. He goes, just get me Billy's number before you go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we'll leave it with that, man. Pete, it was great having you on the show tonight. We're going to do it again real soon. We, we didn't even scratch the surface, man. We yeah, man. So much more what to an talk honor, about. Though. Thank you, guys, man. Thank Anytime you too, I Pete. can come back. You got it, man. Pete Evett, give it up for him. Yeah. Peace out, Pete. Pete, we'll talk to you real soon, man. I'll call you back. You got it. All right. Pete Evick, huge. All right, so how do we hang up now? (laughs) There it goes. Dude, that was huge, man. You hear that? I heard it. You hear that? I'm sure you're loving that. I am. Man, that's so cool, man. Like I said, we barely even scratched the surface. Um, We're going to get Pete back on. I'm sure Todd will have a lot of things to ask him, but... um, you know, he's one of us, man, and, and we're one of him. You know, it's like we, we weren't like the Brett Michaels that got signed to Janie Lane or the Vince Neal, but we're, you know, we're still carrying the torch, man. Right. We're rocking it. We're, right. doing, we're doing it. We yeah. missed our chance. We should move to L.A. You know, even if we would have moved to L.A., it was too late. Yeah, if we would got I in think, on the scene, though, man. I, I mean, we would have had there. To, we would have had to move to L.A. in 84, right out of high school. Yeah. Absolutely. And I didn't, we didn't think about moving to L.A. till like 88 or 89, and it was over. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe we could take phone calls now, right? Right? Um, can we take some calls, Henry? Yeah, you can. All right. If you want to give us a call, give us a call, 216-435-5249. Dial extension 73 when prompted. But uh, now that we're, uh, we're back to you and I, we're talking about this big show at Slim and Chubby's this Friday night, the night before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve. When I walked in, you were talking about the snow thing, so I started talking about it right before Pete called in. I, people, I, I'm getting like people in droves saying, I heard it's going to snow. I heard it's going to be like Arctic yeah. weather, blah, blah, Polar blah. Vortex. Dude, you're living in Cleveland. It's fucking December. Yeah, it's going to snow, dude, <laughs> right? All right? It's like, come go. on, man. You know what, dude? It like... This whole thing, I was just telling Tom today, I'm like, it was like the beginning of COVID when everyone was afraid of the boogeyman, you know? Yeah. Like for that first couple of weeks, the government told you, stay home, don't leave your house. And everyone kind of did because everyone's sheep, you know, everyone kind of like followed along and I'm not, you know, to each his own, I, you know, I'm not saying that. Do what's right for you, what works for you. I'm not putting words in people's mouths. I'm always, I go right down the middle. I, I, I think people should do whatever they Whatever makes them feel good about themselves and their lives. However, that being said, look what happened with COVID. Like those first few weeks, everyone sat home. They were like bundled up and watching TV and eating pizza and doing not leaving the house, not opening the doors, looking out the window like, is the boogeyman out there, you know? A few weeks into it, people were going stir crazy, man, and they wanted to go out. It's the same thing with the first bad storm or first storm of the year. And unfortunately, that storm's supposed to hit friday but you know it'll be cold there'll be some snow we'll it is what it is hey we man, got a caller but... though we got a caller right. online ask who it is who is it billy what well hold on a second what's that hello is this billy yeah <laughs> is this billy yes tell priscilla they owe me seven more songs <laughs> I kick him out of my club. Fior? It's Fior. Holy shit. Fior is calling in. How is this possible? <laughs> we'll give you seven more songs, Fior. Dude, we had a riot at the Akron Agora one time. We'd just come home from a tour and uh, like just because of the Fior thing. And uh, this guy had a shirt right in front of the stage. We had this like we, three-tiered stage thing that we took out. 
And there was like uh, these platforms that went out and like there was one right in the middle of the stage that I would run out on. So I come running out. We just got home from this tour. I go running out. This guy had a thing for me, man. I, you know, I barely knew the guy, man. I'm not even going to say his name because I'm not going to give credit to someone like this. But, you know, his ex-girlfriend or something had liked me at some time. I barely knew her, you know. But he's got a shirt on it that says, you suck with the finger pointing at me. And he's going like that. He's making sure he's right in the front of my my tear coming out, and he's going, you, you, you suck. And I'm trying to sing. I'm trying to perform. I'm doing my thing, my song and dance routine. And he just kept doing it nonstop, nonstop for, you know, there was two, two sets at Tigua. So he's going on and on and on. And I'm like, wow, man, like my band's like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I'm, he's an asshole? I don't know. And like, I probably at some point, I think I did kneel down and whisper something, say, dude, you know, you're a fucking dick. Get lost. Kept doing it, kept doing it. Just wouldn't stop, man. All my roadies, we had all these biker guys that 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 were roadies that were working for us, security, whatever you want to call them. They had this guy surrounded the whole time, the whole fucking time. They're saying, now, now, they're going like this. Now, I'm like, no, no, no. This guy wouldn't stop. And finally, I, I forgot what it was he said that put me over the edge, but it was like, like 10 songs now. in the set. Yeah, I go, that was exactly it. I go, yeah, now. Dude. Boom, boom, boom. Bloodbath, man. And it was a fucking mob scene, dude. We got escorted out of there by every cop in Akron, man, yeah. driving us out was of the county the last lines. time you played there? Uh, unfortunately, because of that piece of shit. Yeah, it was the last time. Do you time. know who it is? I know who it is. Well, say hi to Johnny Jail on the line. Johnny, it was not Johnny Jail. What's <laughs> up, hi. Johnny? What's going on? Were you at that show, Johnny? Yeah. Were you? Did, no, I was I was still in kindergarten. <laughs> That's funny. No, I too. remember Johnny was in kindergarten when we were playing out. <laughs> dude, what a I was like what a scene that was. Man Ross. And that, what's what about Dougie? Dougie was in kindergarten. Dougie, what? I dude, I don't Dougie think Dougie, Dougie was then. born. He yet. wasn't even born. No, he wasn't even born yet. By far not. But yeah. no, you know what? That no, asshole. I was, just a kid. I was like Dougie. Yeah. A few months later, that asshole, I saw him at uh, like the Cleveland rib, rib cook-off or something. He's like, dude, dude, I owe you an apology. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of my face, dude. Yeah. Get out of my face. You know, he has hand out. I pushed him away and walked away because I said, man, if I don't push this guy away and walk off, it's going to be bad. Yeah, Johnny, fuck that guy, dude. He cost me a lot. Johnny, you had your surgery? Yeah, I got my, I'm good. Yeah, things are going good, man. I had my better? first appointment today, and I'm, I'm walking. Penis oh, enlargement. I'm walking much better, everything. So you're going to be yeah, at the show Friday, so. but you're not jamming. Correct. I will be a stool at the show. <laughs> a stool. Yes. A, a, stool, yes. a stool at the bar. Yeah, he's giving us nah, a spirit, yeah. though, man. Well, Johnny's you know so, we were talking so awesome, Johnny. man. Johnny, we were talking about you. Not to cut you guys off, but no. yeah. you're not even playing. You're not playing the show, but you're, um, Snake rock. you're actually promoting better than most of the musicians that are playing the show. So we want to <laughs> thank you for your promotion, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. Mr. Jail. No, I mean... Do, Johnny, do you prefer Mr. Jail or Mr. Vincenzo? It don't matter, dude. It's as long <laughs> as I'm a... not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and but you will be school. there in support. So, Johnny, thanks for calling. Anything yeah. else you want to you wanna ask Brad or me? I mean, you know, it's your chance right now. What do you no, want to know? No, just people... It might be cold outside that night, but guess what? It's going to be warm inside, so you can wear your bathing suits, your Speedos, all that crap. So don't worry about the weather. Billy's wearing a Speedo talk. right now. You can't see him below the table, but I'm getting a good on. view. <laughs> all right, brother. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you have fun. I'll see you guys. Johnny, uh, talk later, to you, bro. Man. Thank you. 
Johnny Jail, Priscilla member. Yes, full-fledged now. All right, so uh, that was Snake Rock calling. Snake Rock's going to be making a special guest appearance as well. Yeah, tell him to call back. Snake, if you're watching the show, give us a call back. We'll put you on the air. But um, He was the, uh, the, uh, the generation before us, man. Yeah. Him, Raven Slaughter, Raven all those guys. Slaughter. They, were, they preceded the Bill Peters era of bands, actually. All yeah, the, well, if you, the if, actually, if you talk, to, um, you talk to um, Snake, now I don't know if it's true or not, but Snake's taking credit for giving Breaker um, a little bit of a boost in their early, you know, days because he was I think before he had told Breaker. Me that. You're right. Yeah. And he let them open or got him some shows. So that's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had told me that. Speaking of this show, this Friday night, the night before Christmas Eve, Slim and Chubby's in Strongsville. Doors are open early. They open all. They're open all day for lunch. You can come in anytime you want. But the first band starts at seven. They are called Voltan. I wanted to make sure I said it right. Keep talking. God bless you, my son. I, I have to be careful sneezing. I fell off a ladder. I have broken ribs in my back. And mm -hmm. it really... You ever guys ever sneeze when you have a broken rib? I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> I broke my ribs too many times, man. Shane Vane! <laughs> Shane! Shane Vane. I can't stand this. Is he on? He was. Dropping like flies. Hold on. Shane Vane? Shane Vane, you're live. Let's talk. I can't stand this Zoom thing. I'm going to throw this Zoom thing out. There. We're done <laughs> with Zoom. Terrible. Keep talking, Brad. I'll figure it out. Um... So, uh, can't stand it. Done. Yeah. Done. Zoom's done. Yeah. Wow. Um, I wonder if I can call Shane Vane back on my phone. <laughs> you see the breakdown. Shane, are you there? Shane Vane, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Sucks. Shane, there we go. There you go. Shane Vane from I'm the here. Village Vandals. I've never seen this angry side of you, Billy. It sucks. Zoom sucks. This whole oh, fucking yeah. setup sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that all sucks. This whole fucking setup sucks. <laughs> What's up, live. Shane? How's it going, man? You ready for the show, Shane? Doing real good. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, we're doing good, man. We're going to wrap the show up with uh, you. You are the middle time slot of the big, giant Christmas Eve extravaganza. Eve? Eve? So, um... Doing some original songs uh, from the Village Vandals and some um, shock cinema. Shock cinema tunes. I was saying Corey Roddick songs. Shane, yeah, what was I your? We're gonna try and, we're gonna... What's that? Yeah, we're gonna try and bust a couple out. Shane, what was the band? Me and Billy were talking before. What was the band that you were in in the early '90s? The, your first glam band. Well, I, he was right. I, I did play with the Knockouts for a little while. Okay. The Knockouts, and, yeah. And, and the Red Eye Days, yeah. And then... Uh, that was a good band. I, I had a good time with that band, yes. Really good band. Yeah. And I was actually... And, and I, I was briefly in the Blast Cats before that. What, what band was it? And, uh, the Blast Cats? Oh, Blast Cats. The, the Blast Cats, yeah. And uh, a couple other goofy bands before that, way when I was a, a young teenager, when I played the Akron Agricola and that shit. But and Shane, isn't that true that a lot of people used to confuse you for Mr. William Morris himself? 
Yeah, I mean, how that could is they actually not, true? How could they not? Everyone, everyone thought we were. Yeah. Everyone thought we were related or uh, cousins or brothers or something or other. Yeah, two good-looking young blonde, long-haired blonde guys. How could they not mistake them for each other? You know. I think that's the first time yeah, I met like, him. I think yeah, I saw. Like, said, man, you look like Billy. <laughs> yeah, it's like we were the we were the uh, Northeast Ohio version of Nelson. Yeah, I'll take that all day long. So, uh, Shane, before we uh, say goodnight here, um, let everybody know what your band's going to bring to the stage, what style of rock you guys do, what you're bringing that night, what we can expect from Shane Vane and the Village Vandals. We're going to bring the rock a honka tonka punk metal, Billy. And uh, Is that a genre? that you're, uh, Is that your own genre? That, that is our genre. Rock a honk a tonk a punk a metal belly. Well, last story before I say goodbye, but I'll tell. I got to tell Brad this, and you know this story because you were involved. Um, you know, I'm a, a very large motors, uh, motorcycle fan, and I go down to bike. I used to go down to bike week every year, and I would go down with one of my heroes. His name's John Penton. The guy at that time was about 87 years old, and uh, we're walking down one of the streets for bike week in Daytona, and this band is up on stage. You know, bringing it, and it was Shane Vane. What was the name oh, of the band really? at that point, Shane? That was the Living Dead, the a living band dead. out of Denver that I played yeah. for a number of years. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, so I remember when you were in there. It was like I, MySpace days. I walked up and I, I waved and said hi, and they're like, "Hey, it's Billy Morris in the house." And so I'm walking around with my motorcycle hero, and he's like, "Oh my God, Billy Morris, you're famous. Everybody knows you." I'm like, "Thank you, Shane Vane, for that one opportunity to impress my hero." <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad it worked so, out for you. So, awesome. Shane, is this going to be a bang bang in time on Friday night or what? I think it's going to be. I'm looking real forward to it. I know we all are. And, so, uh, who, who's in your band now? You, Corey, Roddick, and who else? It's me, uh, me, Corey Roddick. Also, Shock Cinema, as some may know. Right. Um, I, Jimmy Cash, also on guitar, who I played in a band with. Johnny Ali Cash? Cashers. Jay Cash. In the 2000s. Yeah, Joey Cash. Okay. And uh, our drummer, Suk Suzuki. All right. Suk Suzuki. And, uh, you know, we, were, we, were, we played back around Suk the Suk. early, mid-2000s for a while, and then we kind of took about 10 years off and came back last year, and now we're back. Well, Ready to rock. Man. Well, well um, I say bang, bang. It's going to be a banging night, man. Bang, banging night. Well, Absolutely. Shane, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. We're looking That's forward right. to it. Dude, yeah, it's going to be rocking, man. Like, uh, I hope the weather doesn't, like, turn too many people off or whatever, no, you know? Because, be, like, gonna it's going nice. to be fine, but uh, cry babies. All right, Shane. Cry baby walker. Um, we'll be in touch. We'll talk about the load-in and the gear and everything before the show. But thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this yeah, Friday night. We'll see you guys Friday. All right. You got it, brother. Talk right. to you then. Later on, bro. Yeah. Bye. Shane Vane. All right, man. Well, um, an hour goes by fast. It does. It's an hour already. It was an hour, full on hour. And yeah, I, I drove from the far south side. It's over. Well, what else <laughs> you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know, man. What else? We can talk, talk about, about? Uh, the rock scene <laughs> right. in Cleveland. I mean, me and you are yeah. rockers. Yeah. I was thinking about this, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit to Pete about this, but, boy, the time flew with Pete. But, you know, it's like here's, a, here's a, a little situation that you could put your thought around. When I was younger, 
18 years old, playing Judas Priest covers and Van Halen and Kiss and all these writing songs with Spoiled and stuff. My dad said to me, and you know, my dad's a guitar player. He goes, man, you grew up in the wrong era, man. I remember you telling me. The 50s was way cooler, man. You you just missed out on the 50s. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dad. You know, (laughs) you didn't have MTV and you don't have Van Halen and Randy Rhodes and so now, you know, fast forward to now I've got kids, you know, and I'm saying to my kids, man, you missed out, man. The right. 80s were the best. And I'm sure my kids are like, dad, you ain't got TikTok, dad. You ain't got tablets. But you know what, then. dude? I will say this, like 50s, yeah, right on. 60s, absolutely. 70s, 80s, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's not the same. And I, that's I, not I, just I, a I generational thing. I'm agree thing. with you. It's ended. Between ticket prices being what they are, the high security dude if you think about us growing up what did you do you would go to a, a concert every week because concerts were seven eight bucks at the coliseum and you'd be getting laid in the parking lot you were going there just a party you yeah. know like i it didn't matter well, who was playing I, man here's how i look at it you can't okay. do that now all the way up to the the advent of the internet what else could you do? Even before that, cable TV, MTV. What else could you do to see music? You'd have to go to a bar or a right. concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I can go Orlando watch. Orlando Joe for main auto receptionist. Oh, Zoom. I'm going to just leave this on. Orlando Joe. There it is. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I have it hooked up to... Uh, but I, I know what you're saying, Billy. I know what you're saying about all that, and that is all true, absolutely. Orlando Joe. You there? I'm here. Yeah, what's up, Billy? Hey, man. Thanks for tuning in. You're the last right. call, man. We were about to shut down, but we'll always go along if it's Orlando Joe. Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to do that just for me because it's me, but I'm just Oh, saying, good. Click. I just want to say congratulations. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, What's that, Joe? Congratulations well, on the tough I, I, tour. Yes, um, yes, um, I guess I'll, I, I don't think I'm going to see you on them three this year. No, we did not get picked this time, and I don't understand. We haven't been on that in like five years, so maybe we pissed somebody off. I know. I, uh, I hope you didn't piss anybody off. I don't think we did. But anyway, I'm going to we pissed off Orlando Joe. No, I'm going to 80s in the 80s cruise in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, we talked about that. You're supposed to get me a contact info so I can get my band on that. Thing. You're supposed to get me contact info to get my band. Yeah, on I'll get you. I'll, 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 I'll get the contact. I, I promise, Billy. I promise, I'll get your contact. All right. Are you, I am I going to see you in Australia? You're going to come see the Tough and Faster Pussycat and Enough's Enough Pretty Boy Floyd tour? If I, if I, no, but I would love to come to Australia, but I just don't. I can't put the bill right now. Listen, I work for Amazon, and I just got off a, a vacation myself from St. Martin. So, well, good for you, Joe. I want to thank you for and, being uh, a good friend of mine. Um, the biggest rock fan I know. Yeah. He's on all the Monsters Rock cruises. All the guys know him. He's a great singer, great performer. The, he's got one flaw. He's a flipping Steeler fan. <laughs> Henry, uh, I know Steelers suck. Well, Henry, our uh, producer here, he's a Steeler fan as well. But you guys both grew up in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, so I, I'll understand that. You know, I understand it too. And listen, you and Yvonne grew up in Cleveland, and I understand that too. Yeah, but I made a promise to Yvonne. I made a promise to Yvonne. All right, the Joe. Browns go to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, I will wear a Cleveland Brown. All right, Joe. I gotta t- I gotta let you go. Thanks for calling. We gotta get another call coming in. Call me next week, Joe. Okay. 
Okay, no problem. See you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Sn Snake Rock, you're Hello? on. The, you're on the. You're in the air here on the Smoke and Talk and Roll podcast. You're, you're, did you know that we're doing a, a video show right now? <laughs> no, but I'm glad you are. Yeah, well, you know, when you call me seven times during the show, I, I got to hit end because you're you're buzzing through the line. So <laughs> I just I'm wanted so to sorry. So Snake, uh, you texted me today somehow. You're you're curious on what kind of amp you're gonna play through at this show this Friday night. Yeah, unless you want me to bring one. Well, we're playing through Marshalls. You're playing through a crate. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. He's been talking about Friday. this. Hey, do me a favor. I'm gonna talk to you, Snake. Go to Snake Rock's Facebook page. And tell me if he's promoting this show. Are you promoting this show, Snake? Yes, sir. Oh, good. I'm going to see. We're going to find in, out. In a second. Depends if you're going to be the My first jammer or the last jammer. Yes, we're going to Well, I would. Listen, um, <laughs> as soon as you guys are done with your sets, your two sets, you you and Brad. Yeah. Then, um, then Snake's going to play. That's. Well, no. Yeah. No, you're going to go on before. Yeah, right after you. Right after you two guys finish your two sets, then uh, then I'll go on and do my thing. No, 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 no. You don't want to go on that late. You're going to go on in the middle of my set, right in the middle, so that most people are there. That's fine. That's even better. Yeah, if you wait till my set's done and we take a break, then you go up. It's going to be not as many people. I'm taking care of you, Snake. I no, do. I want to do. It. I I want to do it. I'm hoping we can get uh, Denny Stogie out to play. I hope he plays. I'm, I'm you're not, not seeing anything, no, huh? No. You're not really sharing this event, are you, Snake? Oh, Snake. No, there, snake, there's a, I put the you? Priscilla post up. All right, Snake, so listen. Brand stuff. Snake, before we let you go, I we talked mm -hmm. about this a little earlier. Give me the the lowdown on how Snake Rock assisted Breaker in in there you coming go. up through the ranks Good in the question. Cleveland music scene. Take it away. Okay. I went to a rehearsal hall. Um to watch these guys somebody had tipped me off it might have been craig bobby and i went in there i never met those cats at all and i went in there they weren't playing anywhere so what i did was i started putting them on every show that i did and i would tell the club owner look if you want snake you gotta have breaker and they weren't making a lot of money but they were making headway because i turned them on to wmms I gave them a coffee break concert. Um, I took them to Columbus. I mean, I'm talking a lot of shows. What? I did a lot of stuff for those Was that guys. the original band with Jim Haymar, Don DePue, and the Klein Brothers? Yes, it was. Yeah. And Ian Shipley? Yes, Ian Shipley. That mm -hmm. was like before Bill Peters got a hold of them? Uh, it was, yes, just barely, but yes, it was. Yeah. Hmm. So, yep. um... Metallica, the Metallica uh, concert, the 83 concert, was their big mm -hmm. break, Metallica man. Yeah, when they, they opened up what, for what was that? Metallica, was the, the, the old Agora. The old Agora? Yep, and it was a blizzard. It was a, Dude, it was this time of year, and it was a blizzard white sold out. Sold out. They, did, they expected the, the advanced ticket sales were really weak, and Metallica was really nervous. They, they were supposed to be at the pop shop downstairs. They switched mm -hmm. it to upstairs because I actually I just found this out on Bill Peters' page the other day. He was posting about this. 
it got switched from the pop shop to the upstairs because they couldn't fit their Marshall stacks into the pop shop. The ceilings were too low. So awesome. they had to switch upstairs, but the ticket sales were so poor, they thought it was going to be a wash, man. They thought there was going to be like 100 people. Capacity. Capac- beyond capacity, and the audience was losing their minds. It was one of their favorite shows ever, Metallica's favorite shows ever. Nice. Same thing happened I got a rat. funny antidote the here. The rat. I want to share with you guys. Wait, wait, sorry to interrupt you, Bill, real quick. You're going to like this one. because I was at you, that rat show. At, at the Out of the Cellar at the Agora? Rat and... Heavy Petten. I was just going to say, remember the Dude, Heavy Petten? Again, no advance ticket sales. Stephen Pierce, he was losing his mind. Me and my buddies, Ron Ron Vagaski and Dave Zwolnick, we're out. We got there early for sound check. We're drinking beers with Stephen Piercy. It was funny. Stephen Piercy drank all our beers, man. All our like import beers. We were like eighteen year old kids, and he was so bummed. He's like, "You and me and me and you and you. We're gonna be friends forever. We're never gonna forget you guys." Nice. Wait, listen. It gets better. We're never gonna forget you, man. You guys are what rock and roll is all about. We're like, yeah, yeah. You know, we're kids. We're like, yeah, because there was no one there. Dude, all of a sudden, people start filing in. Again, walk-up. Man, Agora was big for walk-up during this era. Place was jam-packed beyond belief. Rat kicked ass. Chicks all over Rat. We go back. He gave us backstage passes, you know, beforehand. We go backstage. Steve, Steve, great show. Who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> I'm not kidding you, yeah. dude. It yeah. changed that quick. Hey, like, Steven, I, I what happened? But we're friends for life, bro. <laughs> hey, let me butt in here real quick. One time, we were playing at the pop shop, which was once called the mistake. And you too was playing upstairs. Okay. Snake rock had about 125 people. You two had 20 people. Nobody yeah. knew who they were. Wow. They came down and watched snake. Hmm? Nice. All right, snake. We yeah. got to tune off here, man. Thanks for calling. You excited about Friday you night. Snake? You, fr- you excited? You I'll be there. Uh, absolutely. All right, snake. Uh, don't call me tonight, all right? Let's talk <laughs> tomorrow morning. Call me when you wake Don't up. Don't call us. We'll call you. Give me a cool tomorrow. <laughs> all right. You guys kick ass. I'll see you Friday. All right. Bye, Snake. Bye. Later on, Bye-bye Snake. Now. All right. That is going to wrap it up. Um, thanks for coming down, Brad. Thank you for having me, Billy. So uh, once fun, again, it, you know, we didn't even mention this also. It's a Coats for Kids event. Please bring a, a, a new or slightly used clean coat down. Help out the kids. What a what a good way to do a Coats for Kids if Dude, it's going to be a snowstorm. You know what? Doing these shows like for charity is the best thing. Like, you know, the money, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I it's agree. not about that, dude. But, like, give back. We're doing what we love, you know. And if you could help people out. Help out the unfortunate, whether it's kids, animals, or whatever. Yeah, it is. We're we're going to continue to do more in the future as well. Yes. All right. All right. For Brad Slit, Billy Morris, my partner, Todd Chason, who's not here with us tonight. (gasps) Where is Todd? He's got some smoke and rock and roll business. It's the Christmas holidays. He's busy. Oh, okay. We we got a lot of things going on. uh, Miss you, Todd. For Sean and Henry there. uh, Wanted to give you a big hug. And. uh, All right, man. uh, Big shout out to Voltan. the dudes from Adrenaline, Adrenaline, Shane Vane. Shane Vane and the Village Vandals, Priscilla, Priscilla, and the Billy, Billy Morris, Morris band. Is it? Is it? What you know, is it? I, right. That's you a whole you know where that's going. Billy <laughs> Morris and the Sunset <laughs> Strip. Real. The last thing, and we will say goodnight. When I put my record out on High Vol Music about three or four years ago, the owner who uh, recently passed away, God rest his soul, said, 
I like Billy Morris and the Sunset Strip. It reminds me of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's the only reason we did it that I way. I like that. And it's cool. So I guess that's who I am now. Billy Morris and the Sunset Strip. We're going to be playing some Kid Wicked songs, some original songs, some Warrant songs, some party songs. And uh, it's going to be a party. So it's this Friday night, Slim and Chubbies. We'll see you there. A bang, bang, and good time. Everyone get out there, man. Don't worry about the weather, Don't man. worry about the weather. The weather's going to be cool. All right. You good night, cool everybody. Too. Thanks for tuning in. Later. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah.